everybody. Wendy Sellers here, the HR lady with my co-host, JC. Wendy, it is a pleasure to be back. Thanks for having me back on our show. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for being part of our show. I appreciate it. I couldn't do it without you, dude. Hey, we have a super freaking cool guest here today, Rick Delarada. Hey, Rick, how you doing? Good, very good. Thank you. Hey, hey is that a is that a piano you're sitting in front of? I'm sitting, yeah, it's my desk, but you know, I'm a musician, so my desk is a piano. Oh, that is awesome. Awesome. Wendy, ahead, I'm not sure if you know this or not, but Delarada, Rick, he has the talent, the tunes, and the superb sidemen to deserve at least a Diana Krall size career. He sings and plays better and fronts a tremendous band. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Rick Delarada. Here he is. I couldn't help but do it, Wendy. He's a legend. He is. I'm so honored to be on the show with you today. I, I haven't heard that quote from so long. That's from the Schenectady Gazette. And that's from the very first Jazz for Peace concert ever. Hey, tell us about this Jazz for Peace. What is it? Well, what happened was um, I was here in New York City where I am now, but I was living down in the East Village on 9-11, and I got tipped off by a photographer who had taken pictures of me the day before because photographers will do that. They'll, If they're smart, they'll like find people that they think might be famous someday. They'll take their pictures, give you the negatives, and then, you know, they'll be like Linda McCartney where she had the pictures of, um, you know, she had the pictures of uh, all those guys, Bob Dylan, uh, the Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, Jimi Hendrix, and when those guys got famous, she had the pictures that nobody had of them because no one took pictures of them when they weren't, and she did. This nice. woman did the same thing. She calls me from, um, this was on the 10th now, and she calls me on the 11th and says, hey, I'm down on Wall Street. I don't know. I'm frazzled. I don't know who to call. We, I know I spent the day with you yesterday. I'm sorry if I'm bothered. I said, look, what's the problem? Something's going on at the World Trade Center. I don't know. Somebody, something, you know. I said, look, maybe someone flew a kite in there. I don't know. Let me go up. I'll go up on the roof. And I went up on the roof on the five floor walk up and I just walked up on the roof where I was less than a quarter of a mile away from the World Trade Center and it was like walking into a movie. So wow. that experience basically emoted a poem out of me. Do you know what I mean? Like I gave birth to it. It wasn't like Edgar Allan Poe sat there with pen and paper, you know, I just came, the words came out. I called the poem Jazz for Peace. The next thing I know, I'm reciting that poem for 8,500 people at the Savannah Jazz Festival, where I was the headliner, when they finally opened the country up again. Those people all, you know, are, you know, there's all the emotions, because that was the first thing they had done since 9-11. Yeah. And now resonates back up to this town we're talking about here, the Schenectady. Actually, my next concert was in Troy, New York. It was at a place called Troy Music Hall, and your husband will know that place, I guarantee you. Anyway, Troy Music Hall, I have this big concert there, and they're like, hey, we heard what's going on. We we were heard about this poem you read in the Savannah Jazz Festival, and all these people are talking about it, and people are crying, and what is this thing? I said, look, I just I wrote a poem, blah, 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 and it comes out in the Troy Record, a preview and the poem comes out and I'm just BSing with the guy. I didn't even know if he was writing an article because he knew me from other, you know, years before, you know, he knew me. I just thought he was calling me up on the phone to say hello. I didn't know what he was doing. And uh, he was recording me. So I just say off the top of my head, listen, you know, I got to tell you something. If we would just embrace our greatest qualities, you know, intellectuality, artistry, humanity, blah, 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 we would have a better chance at avoiding the behavior that leads to destruction. 
That gets lifted off of his preview, and it's now a famous quote. So if you type in Rick Delarada famous quote, hundreds of websites this thing comes up with this sentence yeah. that I wouldn't have even remembered that I said, okay? <laughs> I remembered it. I was just making, I made it up off the top of my head. But it comes out in his article. So that gets lifted. The first, now the people at the Troy Savings Bank, this uh, concert hall, they're like, well, well, well what are you going to do? Are you going to put that to music by any chance for our concert? And I'm like, she's, I don't know, I, I guess maybe I should. You know? <laughs> so I put that to music and we lead, we lead the show off of it. Now the, uh, now the other articles come out, the one that he quoted comes out. And that, if you look at that article, it says, Delarada starts off show with Jazz for Peace. That's the article where he quoted ah. okay? So that comes out, and now I'm launched whether I like it or not. Do you know what I mean? I have a, oh, I, yeah. this, this one quote's being picked up by all these famous quotes websites. At the same time, the Jazz for Peace poem is, has come out in the Troy record, and the concert review, as you know, it was a very glowing review the guy gave, and that's coming out, and people are like, what the heck is this thing that you, where did you come up? You know, and I, I'm like, I don't know where I came up with it, but, you know, what am I going to do? So I, one thing just led to another, led to another, and eventually it led to a United Nations concert where I brought together Israeli, Palestinian, and oh, American wow. music. Wow. Well, nobody knew you could do that except me because I'm a jazz musician and they come here to play jazz. And I would sometimes be in a like a house, you know, I come, come, we're going to jam. And I'd be like one guy's from Lebanon, another guy's from Tel Aviv, you know, and I'm like, I don't see you guys having a problem here. I didn't World say of nothing, music. Like, I World of music bringing people together. Yeah, it absolutely. Together. You, I'll tell you, you never know. Rick, right. I got I got to tell you real quick. I, Wendy, I got to jump in here real quick. I apologize. Uh, you you remind me of a uh, an older musician that got famous for telling life stories, Harry Chapin. You connect with people. You're talking about human connection. Let me tell you something real quick. Human connection also transcends, and it transcends directly into the workplace, ladies and gentlemen. And it's important for a lot of reasons, and productivity could benefit from that. But ultimately, well being. Connections, collaborations, building trust between people. It's not even just germane to the workplace. This transcends all aspects of life. And Rick, you truly are on the tip of the spear of human connection. You yes. know, I love Harry Chapin. I got to tell you, you know, people think because I'm a jazz musician, I'm just a jazz head. But I grew up with every, you know, I grew up with every kind of music, every kind of song. And I was telling you off camera that my father used to drive down the Mohawk River in his boat singing this freaking goofy, eerie canal song that got in my head that, you know, was I, so, you know, you name it. I grew up with rock and roll, so I love all kinds of music, but I loved, I used to play in piano bars. I probably played that Harry Chapin song, um, A Child Is Born Just The Other Day. You know that one, right? Um, I just had to say, what was the name of that? Anyway. Cats in um, the Cradle. Cats in the Cradle. I must have played that hundreds of times yeah. in piano bars, you know, all, all around the world, because I played as a piano player, you know, piano bar entertainer, all kinds of all around the world. I remember playing it in uh, Norway in a castle in Luleå, Sweden. In Sweden, so I was been in Norway too, but it was a four month tour of Sweden. And I'm in this giant castle, and, and they, they wanted to hear that song. They, they loved that song up there. It was run by this guy who was, the, they called him the King of Luleå. And it was literally in a castle where they had me stay and play. But anyway, um, uh, you know, it's it's a beautiful song. And it just, and the other one he wrote, he wrote another, that other beautiful Starry Starry Night, right? About Vincent Van Gogh, also very touching. That's that's amazing. Hey, I have a question before you uh, 
start serenading us into a calm and lovely evening. How does things like this, you know, Jazz for Peace, how does it help everyday managers and businesses? You know, we're, 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 we're suffering hard here, not just in the United States, everywhere with attracting and retaining employees. And, right. you know, how can things like Jazz or Jazz for Peace help our, help businesses you know i'll tell you something what we promote and you you saw me talk about it when i said israeli palestinians at the united nations we promote common ground and when you put people in in a in common with each other now you're in a situation where positivity is ruling the day rather than uh, you know, you know, this negativity that comes from, you know, oh, you're Republican and you're Democrat. Well, wait a minute. You both love children. Why don't you unite over that? In fact, I'm saying that because if you go to jazzforpeace.org, which is our website, and you put forward slash Vegas, you'll see a concert that we did in Las Vegas. And you can click on a PDF that has their whole, you know, all this shows all the sponsors and all the stuff they got. I've had people look at that PDF and they said, you know, that's Republican senator and that Democratic blah, blah. And the Speaker of the House, he was involved because he's from Nevada. Oh, they were all there and they hate each other. They're telling me, I said, really, what do you mean? I said, I'm telling they they won't get in the same room with each other, blah, blah, blah. I said, well, what the heck were they doing here? They said, you brought them together because they could not say no to, the, to, to what they both believed in. See, here's the thing. They both, we, no matter what, it's what you do believe in that brings you together. Right. And these, uh, I, I was telling you, we have uh, volunteers and staff members that have been with us for, you know, uh, decades. And one reason is they're brought together by the likenesses, not by their dislikes. And if you could do that in the workplace, wow, I think it would be a, a great, you know, a great in, to foster that. Yeah, I 100% agree. I always say, um, I, I do, I do a lot of management training or just regular training. And I very volunteer with a veterans group that I was at the other day where they're just getting out of the military and they're trying to look for jobs that would be a good fit for them. And you know, I, I show them how to network. And I'm like, listen, networking's different these days. It could be virtual. It could be in person. I'm like, but the bottom line is just find something that you have in common with, whether it's the same shoes, the same color pants, you know, the same degree. Whatever it might be, you're, if you could find out that they're a veteran then, or that they support veterans there, you have that commonality because people want to do business with people that they like and they trust and they can't get to like and trust them until they get to know them. And so just opening up of like, Hey, where are you from? Um, I said this the other day and somebody greatly disagreed with me that that was discriminatory. I'm like, I assure you it is not. When I ever say to anybody, and now I'm even watching and waiting for other people to say it. Hey, where are you from? Where are you from? And there's this whole open communication and conversation of how did you get here? How did you move to this country? Why did you move to this state? Oh, tell me about that. What has your experience been? And you can have this whole open conversation just over you got the same drink, you got the same turkey, you got the same degree, you you know, you move from the same state. Kind of like how we started out this conversation today, how we have so many things in common and that I was literally just in a town that you used to be in. And now we're talking about this whole conversation and we don't know each other from from Adam. We do now. Now we're friends. You know, and it's a lot of subliminal stuff because I was thinking of this song from because I had to be in Schenectady last week. And and then you're, you know, and then I'm like, I think it might be good because it's a work song, even though it's a song about a mule. And I was somehow I was like, you know, somehow we were it was we were connecting in a subliminal way. Synchronicity. And then all of a sudden, like, Synchronicities. 
I, I agree with you because all of a sudden we get on camera and it all comes together. I'm like, oh, well, it all makes sense now that I know this. But the thing is, I think you're subliminal. There's, you know, you subliminally, you, there's messages that we're receiving in a way and we don't know exactly why, but if you follow them, you find out why later. Yeah, absolutely. So let's have it play for us. All right, so this really comes from Schenectady because Schenectady has this Erie, it has the Mohawk River, and, uh, the, you know, there's the Erie Canal is the big story, you know, about the, this, that, that, and my father who passed away, I was there for his funeral last week, and he used to ride out, and they wanted me to play a couple things at the, you know, the, um, you know, the thing, and they wanted something kind of jovial at the end, you know, because it's all this sadness, someone passes, blah, 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 but he did live 90 years and all that, and he had a good life, and, and and something uplifting, you know, to take his casket out. So I just took the song that he used to sing driving his boat down the Mohawk River, you know, and drive us crazy, too, singing the thing in our faces all the time. But we would always laugh. And I just did a jazz arrangement of it. So this is an old song about a mule, and it's called the Erie Canal. Now, I'm going to do a little free improvisation in the middle, and I call that Free J.A. I do this for the things that we need to promote. We need to promote peace, first of all, but we also need to promote freedom of speech. We need to promote journalistic integrity. We need to promote, uh, you know, the caring of civilians during all these wars that everybody wants to have and all that. So uh, I'm going to do a kind of a free improvisation, and then I'll kind of get us back out of it with a little, a little ending of that same song. All right, here we go. Thank you. 
Thank you so much. That was so peaceful. Good. I'm glad you liked it. I mean, it's it was something up tempo because you know everything else was kind of you know sad because of the thing, and we just did that just to get everybody revved up a little bit on the way out out of the church. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we certainly appreciate your time today, and and everybody that's listening. You know, listen to his advice about finding something in common with other humans, whether they're your coworkers, whether they're your, your competitors, whether they're people that you're trying to recruit and, and retain. But all we have to do is find things that are in common and then we could overlook the diversity and the, the parts that are making our lives not so peaceful. We would prefer to have jazz for peace in our life. With that said, Rick, how can people get in contact with you? Well, you know, one of the best ways is simply an email address, very simple, info at jazzforpeace.org. You know, you could just write that address and say, hey, uh, you know, I, I saw the show, uh, you know, with HR, the HR podcast, and I want to find out about more about Jazz for Peace. Maybe you guys can help our outstanding cause, whatever it is, and we can just roll from there. Of course, our website, jazzforpeace.org, then there's rickdelorado.com, and of course, there's that famous quote, if you start, you know, Rick Delorado famous quote or whatever whatever uh it'll get you on a journey i mean every time i go on uh, google or whatever i find things that i didn't even know were on there about you know something i did somewhere or other because i've been you know so many crazy places uh before jazz for peace and then even crazier ones after well we appreciate it jc any final words this truly has been a pleasure it truly has been we need to do this again i need more rick Absolutely. in my life let me tell you right and maybe we maybe we make this a quarterly thing. That's for sure. Well, Rick, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Take care and stay safe. Okay.